0: Welcome to the Tech Funnel Roundtable, where we are decoding technology and marketing trends and topics for progressive professionals. This podcast offers interesting interviews, actionable tips, and creative insights to help you grow, create, and innovate far into the future. Now here's your host, Danny White, and today's special guest.
1: Hello and welcome to TechFunnel.com's interview series. My name is Danny White, and today we have joining us Andrew Davis. Andrew is a best-selling author and keynote speaker. He's built and sold a digital marketing agency, produced for NBC, and worked for the Muppets. Today, Andrew teaches business leaders how to grow their businesses, transform their cities, and leave their legacy. Welcome, Andrew! Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
1: Awesome. So you've been called the Malcolm Gladwell of the business world. Why is
2: that? <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think it's because. Uh, at heart, I'm a storyteller, and I mean Malcolm Gladwell is a pretty, uh, I don't know, aspirational figure for me. He I started a, yeah, awesome. he, yeah, he's awesome, uh, and so I think I think people have connected, the, you know, the kind of storytelling. Thing that Malcolm Gladwell does mm-hmm. with and, and his kind of insightful uh, approach to finding lessons in these really great stories yep. with the, 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 the similar way for me to do it just you know I focus much more I, I think on a business perspective instead of maybe a social one like uh, like mm-hmm. Malcolm Gladwell might so I think that's where the connection came from I am mean, I'm really honored and proud to have been associated with Malcolm Gladwell in any way,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
2: you know, so I, yeah, I think that's where it comes from kind of the storytelling meets business insight. Uh, I think that's, that's kind of the key in the heart of it.
1: Very awesome. So you've said before that unconventional content partnerships lead to unparalleled market success. How is that? Doesn't that approach often lead to like businesses ending up in left field from a marketing perspective?
2: Yeah, well, I think uh, I think you know if you just willy nilly come up mm-hmm. with random content partnerships and partner with anyone that comes around the block, then yeah, you're going to end up with a really messy uh, marketing approach. Coach, uh, and, and probably just be really disorganized. The, the kind of content partnerships I'm talking about are much more focused squarely on the audience. Mm-hmm. So I really believe you can partner with any brand who also targets and works with and has customers or clients in the exact same audience. So the way you could th- think of this is if you start asking yourself, what, uh, what brand has my customer as their current customer? Like, mm-hmm. Who are those people, and what kind of content could we create together that would add value to both of our audiences? Then you have a very, very, cl- you know, tightly uh, focused approach, and mm-hmm. also a clear understanding of why you're partnering with these people. <laughs> so if you do that, you don't end up with being all over the place and the content. Yeah, yeah, and you can partner with the weirdest people. Like, um, you know, if you go to Amazon and you look at, you think of your business. As as that cart, you know the cart at the bottom of Amazon Mm that says like people who like this also bought that. Yeah, Uh that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to say, hey, what do my customers also buy? What do they buy before me, and what do they buy after me, Mm -hmm. and what makes sense? So. Like, let's just imagine you, se- you sell cameras, you know, digital photography cameras. Right. Well, you should also assume that a lot of those people are going to buy tripods or they're going to buy backpacks. Or, mm-hmm. So how could you partner with a tripod manufacturer or a backpack manufacturer to create content that both of you can share with your audience mm-hmm. and as a result, cross-pollinate your brand with each other?
1: With each other. That's incredible.
0: 2020 marks the 20th anniversary of Merit Direct, and here we are celebrating growth at this year's MDX event. Join us as we hear from keynote speaker Andrew Davis and many other B2B experts. Austin, Texas, March 11th and 12th. Register today at MeritDirect.com.
1: So in Town Inc., you link the success in a person's business to the success of their community, which we found, found very interesting. Um, Should that be every business person's approach, every CEO's approach to their business?
2: Uh, I don't know if it should be every CEO's approach. I can't think of a like off the top of my head of of someone who shouldn't think Mm -hmm. this way. We we live in an Internet age where it doesn't you can buy anything online. You can you can research anything online uh, and everything can look the same very quickly. And I found in, in Writing Town, Inc., that one of the most amazing things was that that businesses that were more successful did a good job of marketing where their product or service was from and mm-hmm. attaching that to the reason that their business is different, better, than someone else from. So I think... You know, um, marketing the place you do business just as much, if not more than the business you do can be a really important aspect of growing a successful business. Like, for example, Warsaw, Indiana is the orthopedic capital of the world. Oh wow, um, didn't know that. Yes, yeah, a small little town in the middle of nowhere, It's 25,000 people, but 11 billion dollars of orthopedic revenue goes through this one little town. Mm-hmm. And so if you're based in Warsaw and you're in the orthopedic business, you gain a huge amount of credibility. You can actually charge more right. for your product or service because you're based there. Or think about Detroit. Um, Do you know the brand Shinola? Have you ever heard of that?
1: Haven't heard of that one. They
2: make watches and all sorts of cool stuff now. But Shinola, decided they they were actually based in Texas. And they decided they wanted to start a new brand. And they they wanted to figure out where where this brand should be from. Mm -hmm. So they went around the country and they did market research. They just asked people. And they said, hey, look at this pen. This pen is made in China, how much would you pay for it? And people would say five bucks, right? right then right. they would say, oh, look at this pen, very similar looking pen, but mm-hmm. this one's made in the USA. How much would you pay for it? And people would say $10. They would double the original on average. Wow. Then they, they started asking about cities. They would say, this pen's made in San Francisco. How much would you pay for it? They'd say, mm, $10.50. Wow. This one's made in Austin. How much would you pay for it? $10.49. Mm-hmm. The the highest the grossing place on average was Detroit. They said, how much would you pay for this pen if it was made in Detroit? And people said fifteen dollars, three times the original Price, Mm -hmm. so they they built their business in Detroit. They took over an old GM factory. They Mm -hmm. hired old, um, you know, people that used to be employed by the auto industry, Uh, and they they claim that uh, Detroit is kind of bringing back luxury manufacturing. And Shinola is doing unbelievably well. They have I don't know twenty four something retail stores all over Mm -hmm. the United States, and the brand is called Shinola. Detroit. So I, I always ask CEOs to think about this: if if people are willing to pay three times as much for the product or service you you provide mm-hmm. just because it was made in or provided from a city that you're based in, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you do that? It doesn't yeah. it doesn't cost any more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, yeah, so that's that's kind of the genesis of the book. Sorry, that was a long answer. I get fired up about it.
1: No, you're you're you're, you're a great author, and you're also working on another book, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. But so you talk also about uh, business owners leaving a good legacy. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like leaving a legacy is the primary purpose of business? How customers will see you after you've been around for a couple of years or after you've moved on maybe to other endeavors? Um, how, how? What's your normal spiel on that?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think... Maybe it's just because I'm getting old. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, aren't we are we aren't getting any younger? Yeah, so.
2: exactly. No one. Yeah, no one's getting younger. I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think everybody, at, deep down inside, would like to would uh, would like to have their kind of involvement continue, even mm-hmm. though they're not there, right? Like, and I think legacy is a really important piece of that. Like, if your kind of ideas or uh, your your product. Or your services, or the impact you've made, last far longer than your involvement. Then you're leaving a legacy, and I think most business people, e- even if you're a customer service representative, mm-hmm. uh, or you're a writer, or you know a copywriter, uh, or if you're the CEO, I think. Deep down inside, the hope is that they leave a lot a legacy that far outlasts their involvement in the organization. Absolutely. And I think it helps ground people. The the more you think about the legacy you want to leave, mm-hmm. the better the business you can build, and the the more you can help focus your team uh, and company's effort around the things that really matter. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So now on to the book that you're working on. Um, you're working on this book titled The Loyalty Loop about how right. businesses can leverage their existing client base to drive new business and also a steady stream of income. So tell us a little bit more about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually writing the book right now in a little house in Arizona um, mm-hmm. that, I, that I rented just to get away for the week. Uh, yeah, so the, the Loyalty Loop is, is really about... Helping people understand that you can use the customers you've got to get the customers you want mm-hmm. by focusing on providing a, a really great experience. And I define experience. As a series of post purchase encounters that leave an impression on people. So it's not one thing. It's not like, you know, the, the warm cookies you get when you, uh, you know, when you walk into the Double Tree Hotel and that smell you get, cause that's just one thing. It's all the little things that everybody does that create an experience designed to create new moments of inspiration in the minds of new customers or prospects or even the customers you've got awesome. and that, that, that bring you right back to the brand.
1: Very cool. So when when's the expected release date?
2: It should be September uh, of, of this year, which is twenty nineteen. If you're watching this in twenty twenty, it's already out. Go get it. <laughs> it's a awesome. bestseller, I'm sure, by then. Yeah,
1: I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right. This has been fun. Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining us today. Um where can people find out more about your books and your speeches and other information about you?
2: Yeah, books? sure. Well, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Drew Davis here. Uh, I do a, a video series every week um, called the Loyalty Loop on YouTube. So just search the Loyalty Loop. You'll find those videos. Uh, and if you want to know more about the books, you can find all the books at aka drewdavis.com.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much. Thanks, and Danny. Really appreciate your time today, guys. Thanks for listening to this interview. Um, Make sure you get the loyalty loop when it comes out in September. Um, For these and other interviews and topics, visit us at techfunnel.com. You can connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you so much. Have a great week.
0: For more information on today's topic, head over to techfunnel.com. Be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Tech Funnel Roundtable. You can check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. While you're there, be sure to like us, review us, and subscribe to us. Don't forget to check us out on social, Facebook at TechFunnelOnline, Twitter at Tech Funnel, on LinkedIn at Tech-Funnel, on Instagram at Tech underscore Funnel underscore Online, and on YouTube at our parent channel, Python Media.